This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning, Naz. Marchese here. Uh, Wally Rigabon is in New York to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Jets today. So we're going to have a report from him at about quarter to ten. Mark Kennedy is sitting in for Wally this morning. Mark, how are you this morning? I'm fine, Naz. Good to be here. Great to have you. Uh, A little bit on our show today. Uh, We have our first guest is a very popular Maple Leaf, former Maple Leaf, Brad Marsh. And the second guest is an all-time Hall of Famer, one of the best players to ever play in the NHL, ranking third behind Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky's point per game. And that's Marcel Dion. And we will be talking to Marcel on the second part. Oh, Brad Marsh first, Marcel Dion second. Mark, the Toronto Raptors. Basketball is a big uh, thing for you. Uh, what do you think of them this year? Well, I, I'm going to remind you that at the end of the show, we're going to be talking to Wally. So, of course, I, I want to start getting Wally annoyed already. <laughs> Remember the great quote from Tim Lewicki, within 10 years, the Raptors will be a bigger deal in Toronto than, uh, what's, sorry, what's the name of that hockey team that you guys like so much? Um, the Raptors, they've got everything going their way. They've got a very easy home schedule for a while until they go west later in November. And um, I think when they go west, they play the Lakers. Remember when it used to be scary to play the Lakers? Now it's, let's get the Raptors into L.A. and Have they won a game yet, the Lakers? No, no, they haven't. Um, uh, they are, they're, they're falling apart, and they, all, all they've got to blame really is, is Kobe Bryant, who, uh, who's mad at everybody. Yeah, uh, that's okay, as long as the Raptors keep winning. They're playing really well. Uh, they really destroyed Washington Friday night. And they were wearing the old purple jersey uh, throwback. This is their 20th anniversary. Uh, I was bragging this morning. I've got an old purple jersey with uh, with the name of uh, Kevin Willis on the back. Um, I, I, I was a Raptor fan. I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I was a Raptor fan from the beginning. Um, the big O, Oliver Miller, Damon Stoudemire, the great Raptors. Yeah, I remember those days. I had season tickets the first uh, couple of years. It was, uh, it was quite good. Uh, the Raptors look real good. I think the East is pretty open. Uh, it looks like five or six teams could win that division. And the Raptors could go to the final. They really could. There's, they're playing Cleveland fairly soon in November. That'll be a very interesting game if, if they can play Cleveland because Cleveland is not coming together yet. Uh, LeBron has not waved his magic wand and turned that into a, 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 a cohesive team overnight. Uh, it's going to take a... 
take a while to get those egos in, in, in check. So it'll be interesting to see how the Raptors look head-to-head against Cleveland. Uh, what ha- what's going to happen with Miami? Miami beat the Raptors. That's their only loss. You, their team doesn't look too bad. I was surprised because I remember last year, Dwayne Wade, um, he looked like he was maybe 52 years old. They had to sort of be very careful with how many minutes he had during the season to try and get him through the long haul. He looked like he was on his last legs against the Raptors. It was the Dwayne Wade rejuvenated. Um, he looked fantastic. He was he was rebounding. He was playing both ends of the court. Uh, he had he had life in his in, in in his in his step. That could be the difference if if Dwayne Wade is healthy and um, he and Chris Bosh are motivated to prove LeBron James wrong. Um, that that could be an interesting battle throughout the year. So we have Cleveland, Chicago, the Raptors, Washington. Miami, those five teams look like the five teams. Is that about right? I would, I would agree. Now, at, throw in Atlanta there. Atlanta um, looked good in the playoffs last year. Um, they, they could also be in the conversation. They're, they're a team that if you met them in the playoffs, they, they would make, make it hard for you. They're, they're a quality team. Okay, we're going to be coming right back with an interview with Brad Marsh. Ex-Leaf, ex-Flyer, ex-Few Teams, but very popular player with the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll be back in a minute. It was a rainy day when Peterborough asked, how much loyalty is there in the world anymore? Well, about 14 inches, we figure. Introducing Pizzaville's new loyalty programme. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. There's an old saying. Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. 
It's what makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Alta Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back uh, from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, downtown Toronto. Uh, cloudy day, but it's supposed to warm up a little bit uh, later today. On the line, we have former Maple Leaf and a popular, popular player from the Toronto Maple Leaf days, 1988-89-89-90. Brad Marsh. Brad, how are you today? I'm just doing great. How are you guys doing? Great, Brad, great. Uh, what are you up to these days? Well, I'm, uh, I live in Ottawa. That was the last uh, NHL team uh, that I played for. Actually, my last year was Ottawa Senators' first year back into the NHL. So uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, we had four young kids. We decided to stay here in Ottawa just for a little continuity with the family and the kids. Same hockey team, same school, et cetera, et cetera, same group of friends. So uh, we've been in Ottawa since retirement and uh, done a number of things. Currently, and more specifically to your question, I'm in uh, health and nutrition. I work with a relatively new company here in uh, Canada and North America, uh, Vitalis Sciences, and uh, it's just been wonderful. And I'm basically, I, I promote a health challenge and help people improve their health. Fantastic. You know, uh, we promoted, pro, we did a promotion on the show, and we did a, uh, you, we saw a YouTube video of a brawl between Atlanta and the Leafs that you were involved in. And uh, I think it's had uh, hundreds of thousands of hits. Do you remember that game? Yeah, actually, it was a playoff game. And uh, it was uh, the first game in Atlanta. We had actually had a pretty good team in Atlanta. It was back when, uh, I will assume you're talking about the same brawl. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's it famous. Of, <laughs> yeah, it was two out of three, uh, yeah. the first round of the playoffs, which is kind of... Uh, ridiculous we actually had a better team uh but atlanta that for whatever reason had a playoff jinx and they never ever ever won uh a playoff round while they were the atlanta flames once they moved to calgary uh we had great success in the playoffs anyhow uh the ball i i really don't remember what happened and how it all started but uh I remember I ended up getting squared off with Daryl Sittler and we both got kicked out of the game, which was ironic because uh, um, I knew Daryl just, I used to, I worked at his hockey school in the summer times in London, Ontario, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it was uh, just one of those things that happened in, in the heat of the moment in hockey, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was quite exciting. Uh, Brad, uh, you, you uh, just were inducted into the London Sports Hall of Fame, the London, Ontario Sports Hall of Fame. Tell me uh, briefly about that. Well, you know, whenever you get an award or get an honor, it, it, it's, a, it's a big thrill. Uh, for myself, uh, it was kind of neat, obviously, you know, being uh, born and raised in London and having the opportunity to play for the London Knights was uh, was very was was very special. So uh, you know, to get inducted into the into the Hall of Fame, um, you know, it just wasn't a hockey um, a hall or anything. It, you know, it included all the sports from all the athletes from uh, years and years, decades and decades of competing in 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 sports. And so 
it, it's uh, it was very neat and very special to be honored and recognized with uh, with other athletes. You were on one of my favorite Leaf teams back in 1989-90 with Doug Carpenter as the coach. Um, a lot of talent on that team, a lot of good young talent. Uh, how was that season and the and the other couple that you were with the Leafs? And how did you enjoy Toronto? Well, um, I, I was in Philadelphia and uh, actually got uh, released and uh, put on the waiver on the waiver draft, and, uh, and the Toronto Maple Leafs picked me up. And of course, everybody always asks what were uh, my memories or what uh, what they think about becoming a Maple Leaf. And uh, uh, I grew up in London, as I said earlier, and so, of course, the Maple Leafs were always my team, and so it was very special to get a chance to play with them. And I always uh, categorize that as, unfortunately, when I got there, uh, Harold Ballard was at his senile best, and, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, never a dull story, you know, never a dull moment, lots of stories, et cetera, et cetera. So, um but it was special to play with the Leafs, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I remember the first my first game as a Leaf and uh, putting the jersey on, and we played in Boston against Bruins, of course, and um, it was kind of neat, kind of special to be putting on that Maple Leaf jersey because, as I said, they were my team growing up. It was pretty special to play with them. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, it was kind of a three-ring circus. I was there for two and a half years and had five coaches. So, wow. uh, you know, it's not hard to figure out that the reason why they weren't successful is because they had no, uh, really no structure or nobody with a backbone to say, no, this is how we're doing things. A lot of great people in and around the organization, but nobody was in charge. Now, I remember a game against New Jersey. Speaking of, uh, the, there was a brawl at Atlanta. Do you, you were involved in that game. You were in that game, I guess. That was the 89-90 when uh, the goalies went at it, Mark LaForest. And uh, I can't remember who the other goalie was. but uh, Yeah, yeah. I had him in their old trees. Actually, I played with trees in Philadelphia, too, and playing a, a fair number of uh, alumni hockey games, and trees is our goalie. And... Uh, he was, he's quite a character, and uh, that uh, fight still comes up once in a while in the dressing room. We uh, we we Leaf fans, and uh, I'm one of them, right? I'm a Leaf fan myself, and I don't uh, mind saying that. Um, we like players of your type of caliber, you know, very good players, but tough. Uh, the Leafs have when have Wendell Clark. They've had Doug Gilmore, and they've had they like feisty players. Uh, did you find that when you were here in Toronto also? Well, as you said, when I went to Toronto, um, we had a lot of talent on the team. And it was a young team. And uh, and, and I'm, I'm as I said in the previous question, is, is they had a lot of great people there, but they had uh, um, too many chiefs and not enough Indians, I guess. You know, everyone thought that they were in charge, and everyone thought it was going to be their way, and, and there was just no direction, and there was no one there to grab a hold of the young kids and say, no, this is how we do things. And uh, I remember, you know, as I said, coming from Philadelphia into the, into the Toronto Maple Leaf uh, dressing room, and it, it was uh, a rude awakening, and it was easy to see why the, the Leafs uh, were in such disarray after coming from a 
example of that. Um, you know, Toronto had no um, off ice training equipment. Uh, there was no, there was no bikes. There was no weights. There was no this. There was no this. And whereas every other team in the league had already adapted, uh, you know, the off ice training and circuit training, you know, after practice type of thing and. You know, the simple mentality, and I, I remember reading it in the paper, Harold Bauer saying, oh, you guys are in last place. What do you need that stuff for? You know, get in first place and I'll buy it for you. You know, it was it was just the overall mentality of the organization um, that uh, that fell short. And so you know, all, a lot of those young players that they, that they had drafted never really, uh, you know, hit full stride. Yeah, I looked at them. You know, they had Vincent Donfus. Vincent Donfus ended up with a great career. Uh, I found him one of the better players uh, in the league at one time. And mm-hmm. uh, there was quite a few very good hockey players on that team. And it just didn't de- develop, and I guess that's the reason why. It's interesting you brought that up. Now, um, Ottawa Senators, you ended your career there, and you, you lived there for a while, right? Are you still there? Uh, I'm still, what's, still living in Ottawa, yeah. What is the uh, the feeling on the Senators? They look really good this year. They've uh, really turned it around. They may get a couple of trades. Uh, people thought they were going to go in, in in reverse. Instead, they're one of the top teams in uh, the conference. Uh, what do you think of the Senators? Well, so far, so good. Uh, their goaltending has been outstanding. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's novice hockey, junior hockey, NHL hockey, if your goalie stops the puck, it gives your team a chance to win. And, uh, you know, last year in Anderson's and uh, uh, the, the goaltending group are the first to admit it, that, you know, they had an off year. And not to put all the blame on them or put all the blame on a goaltender for, you know, teams, you know, not having good seasons. But it really does start in that. And when you have a young group uh, of players, a young team, especially young defensemen, uh, you know, mistakes are part of the game. And if your goalie's stopping the puck, it, it sure does cover up uh, the, the mistakes that are made. And, uh, but you know what, too? Is it, as I said, Anderson's played well, uh, played very well. And um, uh, But they got a lot of youth in the lineup, and, and, it's, and it's, it's a nice, nice youth that they have here. And they're full of energy, full of excitement. They play with piss and vinegar, if I can say that. No problem. You just uh, every, did. Go every, ahead. Every, every <laughs> shift in every game. And, you know, I, I, you need veterans on the team, but it has to be the right veterans. Uh, the right veterans that are going to lead by example, and the young kids can look up to them. And I, I think, you know, the Sens were, were not a very good hockey team a few years back. And, and, I, and I think you can put the blame right on, you know, some of the veterans they brought in, uh, namely, you know, this guy Kovalev that they brought in, he's been a cancer most of his career in the NHL. He played, scored a few goals, a hell of a lot more goals than I ever scored. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I know he had a good season here and but and here and there, but, uh, you know, towards the end, he's a floater. And uh, there's far too many players in the league uh, resting on their skill or resting on their laurels, and they're not earning the contracts that have been given to them. And they're cancerous in the dressing room. And, and Kovalev did more harm than good here in Ottawa. And he, he just brings he just brings so many people down. And 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 I don't know who who will agree with me, who won't agree with me. Like that's that's what I saw when I you know sit and watching the Ottawa Senators. 
Well, they uh, came close a couple of times. I think they lost once in the semifinals to New Jersey, and I thought that was the team that should have won the uh, Stanley Cup. But they got beat in seven games by New Jersey, and then I think New Jersey ended up winning the Cup. And then they went to the uh, final one year against Anaheim, right? Now, um, why is it, and here's my Leaf hat I'm wearing, why (laughs) is it that the Leafs always seem to bury Ottawa in the playoffs? Well, you know, when they play, were playing Toronto in the, in the playoffs, it was uh, really the whole Battle of Ontario thing was, was really uh, was really starting to brew, if you will. Uh, and you had mentioned, uh, you know, the feisty players, and uh, and if you look back at, you know, who was on the in the Leafs lineup at that time, yeah, and you all know, talk, you know, Gary Roberts, you know, for example. We had a young team, a very talented team, a very skilled team, and, and yeah, and you're right, they were they were good, and perhaps should have won a cup somewhere along the line. Uh, but uh, they got out. Uh, uh, what's the words I'm looking for? They, they got out uh, out uh, out hustled Hustle, or, yeah. or out. Uh, you know, Toronto got their nose dirtier than Ottawa did. Or Toronto went into the ugly places a little more often than. Four straight, they, they were, yeah. yeah, they were close games, and they, you know some of the games could have went either way. So then it's a different series. But you know the Gary Roberts, you know he he outplayed the the Radic Bonks, and you know Daniel Alfredson, as good as player as he has become, he was young at that time, and and he learned. I think he, he, all those players learned a lot from playing Toronto, and uh, you know it even goes back to uh, when the Islanders beat the the. the uh, Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. '83 before Edmonton went on their, you know, their big streak, and you know Edmonton was the better team, and you know there's the famous story of, you know, we won't win until we have ice packs on our body because somebody, in, I don't know if it was Gretzky or Anderson or somebody, you know, saw the Islanders after the games and they were all bandaged and bruised and taped up, and and uh, you know they paid the price, whereas. Edmonton hadn't learned to pay the price yet. So I think that's why, uh, you know, Toronto beat Ottawa. It's just that they had some really good, they had the type of veteran I was referring to in the previous question. And then, you know, I have a lot of time for Pat Quinn. He was my coach when I first got traded to Philadelphia. And uh, it's not that Pat outcoached Jacques Martin by, you know, matching players and all that. But he had the referees. He had the media wrapped right around his little finger. And so it became a mind game. And, you know, I know you're not supposed to let the referees call Bobby in. You're not supposed to read the paper and let the, what the media says, because uh, most of the media don't know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, but Pat had them wrapped right around, and he had they controlled the headlines, he controlled the referees, and so on mm-hmm. and so on. So Pat just did a wonderful job in the mind-being department. Pat was well-known uh, for... Uh... A lot of talking behind the bench. Is that how he, how he was? A lot of talking uh, to the referees. The a lot of a lot of uh, chirping to the referees. Is that accurate? Um, 
I don't know. You know, you got some coaches that are yellers and screamers and so on. I don't remember him being a yeller and screamer, but Pat is such an intimidating figure. <laughs> uh, the, his looks can uh, send the message. And so, uh, like I said, I, I don't remember him. Like, I had him back in 82, uh, 81, uh, when I was traded to Philadelphia. Yeah. And um, maybe it was 1980. Anyhow, I'll have to look at my hockey cards. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't remember being yellow. I, just, I remember him being in control all the time. But like I said, he's such an intimidating figure. His stare is, is, is worth uh, a million words. Reminder that we have Brad Marsh, former uh, Toronto Maple Leaf Ottawa Senator, on uh, on the Naz and Wally show here. Uh, Brad, um, goaltending. You, you mentioned about goaltending. I go back to the uh, Ottawa days, and uh, I think what happened was, and it's so important, that Curtis Joseph and Ed Balfour outplayed uh, Patrick Aleem. I think that was the probably the uh, difference. Any thought yeah. on that? Yeah, I, I I think that's true, and you just have to look at the you know at, at the saves and the goals uh, that were made or not made, and uh, you know Joseph and uh, and Belfort played extremely well uh, when they were in the Mets, and but the thing is is. So did Patrick Lalim, and Patrick Lalim is was is a real good story because uh, you know when Ottawa was putting their team together, the, the one that was so successful, they didn't have the money that the other teams did, and they were on a very very limited budget. I can't can't recall what a salary cap was, but of course they didn't have a salary cap right yeah, then. Back then they didn't. What what their what their ceiling was, and uh, and so on, and that. Uh, you know, Patrick was the goalie that had bounced around a little bit, so, you know, full march to the Senators' scouting staff that kind of uh, plucked him out of wherever the heck he was. But Patrick played a lot of good hockey for Ottawa, played won them a lot of games, et cetera, et cetera. But unfortunately, you're always remembered for playoff success. And then, you know, in Patrick's case, he probably let in bad goals uh, during the, those playoffs against the Leafs, but he let in untimely goals. And sometimes that's the biggest thing right there is your team's getting momentum going, your team's pressing, they just scored the goal to get that back in the game or just scored the goal to, to, to take that one goal lead. And, then, you know, the opposing team comes down and 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 scores a, a goal from a bad angle or scores a goal that perhaps the goalie should have had. So, like I said, it wasn't so much bad goals, it was untimely goals, and your goalie needs to make that save at that time to get your, to keep your team, uh, keep the momentum going for your team, and of course once again, I, I can't remember the, the year and all that, but he let in uh, you know, two goals against Toronto, and they looked like both goals looked like they went right through. Yeah, that was Game 7, uh, Joe Newendike. Now, uh we got to run. We have uh, Marcel Dion waiting in, in line. And uh, Brad, thanks very, very much for the interview. And uh, very informative. And uh, good luck on your new venture. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay, Brad. Okay, bye. That was Brad Marsh, former Leaf, former Senator, former Flyer, former Calgary Flame, Atlanta Flame. Very popular player. Very, very popular. And, and I thought it was fantastic that the Naz and Wally universe allowed so much talk about the Ottawa Senators. You, you Maple Leaf fans tend to uh, think that our entire audience would all be as insane about the Leafs as you two are. Brad 
gave us an Ottawa perspective. And that's a good segue into Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion, how are you, Marcel? Excellent. Talking about Brad Marsh, I hated to play against him. <laughs> Is he that right? Had the, he had the big, we call it the paw, you know, he would put that, that big right hand on my stick or grab me and then I could never get the puck through his skates. He had the biggest skates in the, in, in the league and it was always a pleasure playing against him and a great guy, really a great guy. So very competitive and Nice to hear from uh, you guys are talking to him. That's great. That's great. Marcel, uh, what are you up to these days uh, in your life? In my life? Yes. Well, first thing, I'm 63 years old, so that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been in business for 25 years, and uh, uh, when I left the game, I never looked back. I had no ambition, zero to coach. I had zero ambition to be back in the game, so I became a businessman, and uh, lately, uh, what we have, I've been uh, into all kinds of things, different projects and, uh, and so on. And uh, right now we have a, a business in Niagara Falls, Ontario. It's called Marcel Dion Inc. And uh, just say, listen, just like Tim Horton Inc. You know, it's just a yeah. little bit smaller, that's all. <laughs> and we sell licensed product. Uh, this we had, I had for about 15 years, and we were in the States already. I didn't start this, but it was my daughter. So we, uh, we have anything that's got a logo. It's not a sporting goods uh, place, but... It's anything like a blanket, a watch, a mug. I mean, you, you, you can go on. And we have a lot of memorabilia, too. We do custom. And for the last three years, we have a, a diner. It's called the Blue Line Diner, and it's connected. So when you come in, uh, basically, you're going to have breakfast or your lunch, and then uh, it's only open until 2 o'clock, close on Monday, but then you go shopping. So it's, uh, it's been very, very successful. Uh, like this weekend, we have entertained some hockey teams, and uh, have these little guys, uh, you got the peewee and uh, the bantam, and they'll come down, and usually if they reserve, and I'm here, uh, then uh, we have a special room where I'll, they'll be here for two hours. I speak to them, uh, we have a DVD, we have a question-answer period, and that, uh, you know, uh, for that time. Because, you know, like when you have tournaments, guys, on weekends, <clears throat> sometimes the team will play at 10 o'clock in the morning, and they might not play until 5 o'clock later on. So there's a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of lost time. So there's no more like spending some time than uh, instead of going to a wax museum, right? That's it. No, no, there's nothing. We had our kids down there quite often into Niagara Falls. And if we had known that you were around, we would have been there for sure, the teams. But that's a great idea. Let's put it this way. I'm the wax guy. (laughs) (laughs) But the amazing thing is when I walk in, uh, they're not sure where I am. And uh, uh, let me tell you, within five minutes, I'm in total control of that room with the kids. Parents are told to be quiet, to watch, just to coming to school and watch them. And I'm telling you, it's hysterical. So uh, uh, they're good, uh, they're attentive, and I make them aware of how expensive this game is. I mean, guys, let me tell you, it is ridiculous that you're 10 years old, 11 years old, and you have a $150 stick in your hands. Yeah, it's not amazing. It's not, and you know yourself, you got kids, skates. I love to have a talk with Gary Batman. He says, this is where the game starts. This is all the people that spend those billions of dollars and they don't get a break. This is the most expensive sport that there is as a team. Individually, you probably got figure skating and other things that it's very, very, because class, you got to pay. But I'm astonished that they don't get a break. And the parents are just into it. I had a team that came from Holland, which I understand is a tour. Uh, the kids came in. Their trip was $25,000, okay? Combined with the parents, guys, 100000 and they played four games, and they were all excited. And if, if it's as far as showing the country education, well, it's, I'm all for it. 
But still, I look at all of them and say, you guys all rich? <laughs> Marcel, oh, a lot of money. A lot Mar of money. Marcel, we can, let's go back to uh, your junior days. Uh, you played a year in Drummondville, right? And yeah. then you came to St. Catharines and played in the OHA. It was called the OHA back then. Uh, why did you leave Quebec, the Quebec League, and come to the St. Catharines Blackhawks? Well, the New, York, the New York Rangers came a year prior that I played for them and put a franchise there and uh, a farm team at the time because there was still, uh, if you played for, like, say, for uh, Shawinigan, you were the Shawinigan Bruins. You, you belonged to the Bruins organization. If you played for, uh, uh, you know, like what happens with uh, the, the Montreal Canadiens, it was the Junior Canadiens, it was the Canadiens. So now what happened, uh, they put a team there, they were called the uh, Drummondville Rangers. Well, I played one year. I was 16. I was 15. I was in. Uh, I played junior B in Montreal, and I had a great year. It was everything was fine. Then uh, St. Catharines, St. Catharines Blackhawks, uh, which their farm team was uh, Sorel at the time, came and were interested if I would go and play in Ontario. So I went to see uh, uh, the Montreal Junior Canadiens play, and I watched my very very good friend. Two guys. I mean, one for sure is was Gilbert Perrault, Brigitte Houle, and Mark Tardif. That these guys played and. The Quebec League at the time in third, third for Mines, and uh, I was so impressed with their caliber of play. And I, you know, I went to Gilbert, and we played from the time we were eight, nine years old. Although he was a year older, I, I really got really excited. I'm going to watch a game. It's sold out in the old form. I mean, wow, this is what's all about. Yeah. So what happens? They start to talk to me, and I was curious, and I said, you know, if I ever make it, if I go somewhere, I gotta be, I gotta speak English. And uh, that's what happened. So uh, the St. Catharines Blackhawks came and got me, and I told them uh, I had an uncle that could translate. Uh, he spoke English. I said, this is going to be a battle. It's not going to be easy, and you're going to have to fight. And he says, are you going to be looking after me? And they said, for sure. So I missed the first six games, and I finished, I finished second in scoring behind Rijan Hull by a couple points. Otherwise, I would have won three scoring titles. And, but it's, it's one thing but to me. Looking back, and I'm still here in the peninsula, I see Niagara Falls with St. Catharines, Niagara and the Lakes, the same for me. Uh, this was the biggest break as far as uh, maturity. Uh, I'm a people, 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 you know what I mean? So yeah, I got are. here, like I left a, a society that's French Canadians. We had no spice in our food. I got here, well, let me tell you, the first time I had a hot sausage, I paid dearly, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, but Germans, Ukrainians, Jewish, uh, you name it. Uh, I mean, um, Irish and Scottish, and those are all my friends. I, I, I've learned how to pray with them, go to their funerals, eat their food, have the respect and the, their religion and so on. So I'm, uh, I'm multi, and uh, there's more than just playing the game. I didn't know if I was going to play in the NHL, guys, so, you know, until even I got drafted, I was not sure. Four days after I was in camp by the Detroit Red Wings, I called my dad. My dad was a very big man. That's a dad. I can't do it. The guys are bigger, and I, it's not the same thing. So I, I don't think I'll make it. That was the fourth day. He says, son, he says, you know what? Just sit back. Just think about it, and then things will start going your way. So the next day at practice, well, it comes from my dad. It didn't come from my coach, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm against uh, Gary, the, the late Gary Bergman, very good defensive defenseman. It's, I put one of these moves on, and I scored. And I said, all the guys says, whoa, oh, yeah. I said, okay. 
Now I'm back in the NHL. <laughs> Marcel, my, my question is about Los Angeles, because most of your pro career was in Los Angeles, and my memories then was that Los Angeles was outside of the hockey universe. Now the Kings win Stanley Cups every other year. They're the center of the universe. How, what, what's your memories of Los Angeles, and what do you think about L.A. today? Well, I have always, always believed that you could win the Stanley Cup, that you didn't have to have two feet of snow when you left your your house in the morning to see it's cold. We got a hockey, it's connected to being cold. When you're in California, it does not identify with hockey, okay? And uh, the fact that the first team, uh, you look at Anaheim winning, and then you look at, uh, then it start to spread out with Tampa and Carolina. Then this this image about uh, the guys, uh, that's all they do at the beach or the, the bunch of Hollywood uh, uh, nobody, well, it's it's about a commitment, and obviously uh, Elia had always had a base. But you know what? We're not focusing on, on what it is. When you don't win, you don't draw. Am I right or wrong? You're yeah, right, yeah. except well, Toronto. Well, so why you keep asking me these questions? Yeah. They are winning, so you win. When the great one went there, Wayne, they were winning until he left. They got to lose, and there was no, nobody went back. Yeah. So. The thing is that you bring that, you bring this as being competitive, and there's a base of fans. I'm telling you, it's absolutely incredible. The Anaheim have a good follow-up, but not even against uh, compared to L.A. And uh, uh, we didn't have the marketing. Like, you look at just for example right now. Let's go. The Lakers have control for many years, right? Yeah. Yes. Right? The greatest franchise in basketball, because I, I knew Jeannie Buss. I told her, says, that franchise, uh, the Clippers sold for $2 billion. <laughs> It says, you guys probably worth $4 billion. And she said, right away, she says, we're not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> but watch this. How quick everybody forgets. They're 0-5. I don't know if they played last night. And suddenly, it's the end of the dynasty. And they won all these championships with Magic Johnson and Kareem. It doesn't, turn, it doesn't take too long to turn around. The only thing there is, guys, there's 30 NHL teams. Only one team can win every year. That's so Some true. Some of them will never see. But what I can tell you, outside maybe like Buffalo, and even on a, on, a, on, a, on a bad night, they can win. Most of the teams, when they come in and you're building or you play against them, can win. Like Montreal walks in Edmonton. You know, they got a good streak, and then suddenly Edmonton wins about four games in a row that they were not even close to anything. So it's more competitive, guys, and... You can't break it down anyway, and I watch everybody on TV. It says, at the end of the day, it's when you drop the puck, anything can happen. Reminder that we have Marcel Dion, Hall of Famer, Hockey Hall of Famer, and uh, you were third amongst all NHL players with points per game behind Gretzky and Lemieux. And your statistics are unbelievable, and you were one of the best players I've ever seen. Uh, the draft, the 71 draft, it was Guy Lafleur and yourself, two of the best players to ever play in the NHL. How did you feel like, what did you feel like when you were drafted by Detroit? Well, I was excited. I'll tell you how, how quick we forget about this. They called me, Detroit called me, because the draft you see now, and you see all these good-looking guys, you know, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", half of the building is full of agents, and you got those parents sitting there just uh, sweating and hoping that their son outside of the top ten guys that you guys all know and we all hear, 
hope to get drafted. Well, guess what? We didn't have to worry about that. We had to wait for a call. I got to get drafted. What happens? Fine. Okay. Well, they called me. I was not going to Montreal. The draft was totally, totally different. They says, we want you there. All I know that Montreal was trying to make a deal. And as you know, guys, a, a couple years prior to that, and that's how stupid this NHL team was with the original six. Do you know that Montreal had the rights every year to the two French Canadian coming from Quebec for years? What do you think they won all those cups for? Yeah, of course. <laughs> the Savard, the Lapointe, and all these guys. So and they could have played somewhere else when there's no draft. So can you imagine when Dale Talon and Gilbert Perrault, uh, you know, the draft uh, Gilbert went to uh, the Sabres, uh, prior to that, there was Rijan Hul and Mark Tardif were the first. There were two guys that belonged to Montreal. They could have went somewhere else. So that draft changed things around, and Gilbert established with uh, Buffalo and uh, Talon with Vancouver. Then when I came with Lafleur, if this was not done, we probably would end up in Montreal. Well, how much more can you have? You got to have 20 superstars. You got to have 20 Hall of Fame playing in Montreal. So. How I felt, I was really ecstatic. The only thing is the bad break I got, the great one, not the great one, Mr. Hockey, retired. I saw him at the press conference, but he retired. I was hoping that he would play one more year. So you could play with Gordie Howe. That's amazing. Well, eh? it's not so much playing. Uh, you know, it was, how did he do this? 26 years. How did you, how did he come prepared you know, everybody watches when the players are on the ice. There's more than that. There's a preparation. You have to understand this is a business. And finding out there's a guy, the greatest player that ever played the game, never made any money. And yeah, he was pushed aside. See, I witnessed what happened there, guys. I witnessed what they did to that man, and I made to myself a promise. I don't know how long I'm going to play, but nobody, nobody's going to take advantage of me like that. So... Everybody that tells you, well, they played for the love of the game, well, it's true, they'll say that. At the end of the day, what was left in your pocket? And there's a guy that trusted, trusted the organization until he find out there was a couple of players making more money than he was. Absolutely, totally non-acceptable. And then that's where you saw you lost the great Bobby Hall for $400,000 400, a year. And Chicago would have said no. One, I have one question before we wrap up. and uh, Only one question? One more, one more. <laughs> that's it. You, you've been fantastic, Marcel. Um, the riot in junior. Uh, you were playing with St. Catharines, and you were playing in a series with Quebec Ramparts, and they had to cancel the series. How bad was it uh, back then? How bad? Uh, it was, uh, well, it's. It was a riot. I mean, um, you know, if this was on social media to, to today, the coverage and so on, it was just absolutely not acceptable. I knew there was only two French Canadians for the St. Catharines Blackhawks. It was myself and the player, my left one year, Pierre Guité. Uh, Pierre was from Montreal, but Pierre was a tough guy. And the two of us knew exactly what we were up against. Not only the, the great ramparts with Guy Lafleur and and um, some of the uh, Jacques Richard and great players. Uh, it was just at the time, things were not great in, uh, in, in Quebec. Uh, there were some issues about uh, French and English. You guys remember the Laporte incident, yeah, uh, Laporte. James Cross, I mean, yeah. uh, killed some people. And uh, uh, it was, uh, so basically it was French against English. 
And for me, it's just denied because I, I, I was ready for that, that I was not considered a French, um, uh, a Quebecois. I was just, a, you, you have exiled yourself. So uh, it, turned out, it turned out to one game. The first game, we came with St. Catharines, I'll tell you. Uh, we lost 4-2. We should have never lost in that little building. And Jacques Richard uh, beat us. It was not it was not Lafleur and myself that made the difference in this game. Jacques Richard was an excellent junior player. Scored one from the red line. It was a small building, and they won 4-2. The next one we won 7-4, and we we all played them. And then uh, then we went to Quebec, and the players. Uh, I'm telling you, we're not ready. It was absolutely the booster club. Uh, my family uh, took a beating. My dad was a big guy. He choked a couple of these guys. Oh my and, god. Uh, and it was totally out of control. They were throwing all kinds of stuff on the ice, like batteries and you know stuff that uh, it was not acceptable. And one incident happened, and I knew it was the end. Uh, it's that one of our player when we left, because they were throwing all kinds of debris, and he hit the, a police officer right in the forehead and cut him. And these guys are big guys, and you could hear them in French. These guys on their own. So we get back on a bus, and he was just uh, trying to roll the bus, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it's frightening. You know, we kind of laugh about it, but uh, it was frightening, and it took it took the ability of the players to perform. And the next game uh, we played in Toronto, there was so much uh, with Maple Leaf Gardens. There was so much uh, talk about this series, who's going to be number one, and uh, Diano Lafleur. And then I thought it was the best game of all we played. We beat them in Toronto, sold out. And then uh, what happens, the uh, general manager and owner of the team uh, didn't want to go back to Quebec and ask the league and the Quebec league to have a neutral place to play in Montreal. Well, it didn't matter. I was uh, you know, 19 years old. I knew that the Ramparts would never, never do this. So uh, we never finished the series. Marcel. Never finished, it. never finished the series. So looking back at the manager, the owner gets suspended. But the, the fact is the parents had a lot to do on the vote. We voted on this. And obviously myself, Gita, you know, we're going back. But a lot of parents were, were abused back then. It says, we're not going back there. Somebody's going to get killed, you know. Marcel, thank you very much for your time today. We'd love to have you back on again. We just, I didn't even cover a quarter of what I wanted to cover with you. Well, Marcel, you were a tremendous player, a tremendous person. And we'd, when I'm down in Niagara Falls, I'm going to come by and see you. because That's uh, a tremendous player. Forget about that. I don't play anymore. Like, you want to see me cook some eggs? Now you're going to send me a tremendous <laughs> cook. I'd love to. Thanks, Marcel. I, guys. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care. That was Hall of Famer Marcel Dion. What a breath of fresh air that guy is. Unbelievable. We'll be back after the break with Wally Rigamon from New York. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when I got my fill. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. You get two Ponzerati with two toppings each, plus two big Pepsis, the deal is a peach. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Just $13.99, that's low. For show, let's, whoa. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Visit pizzaville.ca or call 736-3636. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steels Paint, 4190 Steels Avenue West in Woodbridge. 
At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, 9.53, and we've had two great interviews. One with Brad Marsh and the other with Marcel Dion. They were both uh, very, very well-versed and uh, very popular guys. I'm, I, I'm amazed at Marcel Dion. He, he was fantastic. Um, so the plan now, because we've had two great interviews, is to ease off with someone crummy to finish off the show. <laughs> Wally, did you hear that? He's provoking me. <laughs> he sure is. He's provoking me. Kennedy, you've been quiet for most of the show. Now you, you, you're really trying to get my goat. Anyways, I want to say hello to all the listeners out there. I'm in New York getting ready for the Steelers and the Jets. It's going to be an awesome game this afternoon. Roethlisberger uh, is going for, uh, for, for something special today. He's uh, had six TD passes uh, two weeks in a row, and if he gets, uh, I believe if he gets four, he's going to set a record, break uh, Peyton Manning's record of 15 TD passes in three games. So uh, I'm certainly looking forward to that. Uh, uh, leaving the hotel shortly, heading over, uh, heading over to the river, over to Jersey to watch that game. Certainly looking forward to it. Anyways, I know Kennedy's been doing his best to try to get my goat during the show, so uh, I don't know where I want to engage you. Uh, well, wa- Wally, uh, my, my, plan, my plan for watching the NFL this afternoon is I'm going over to watch the game with Jermaine Defoe and his mom. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's really hilarious. But give me an update on TFC and Lewicki. Uh, is Lewicki still in town? Is he, is he left yet? Has MLSC replaced him? Uh, you know, I, I find it a little bit... Um, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, ML, they, you know the MLC's got to get on with this. I mean, they got to they got to replace him. You know, his 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 heart's not there anymore. Uh, he's he's leaving town, so let's let's get the new guy in and. Uh, Let's move on. But any plans for TFC, uh, Mark? Uh, well, mi- uh, it's a pre- it was a pretty miserable end to the season. And uh, 
What's TFC going to do over the winter to turn this around? Well, perhaps you missed it, but uh, Tim Lewicki is saying uh, he's not committing to Jermaine Defoe being 100% gone, but he says okay. if he's gone, we know exactly who we're going to get. And then the rumor that hit this week was that he's Toronto is interested in Steven Gerrard from, from Liverpool and um, Wesley Schneider, who is the Dutch midfielder who wow. plays for Galatasaray in, in Turkey. And he's only 30 years old. And, of course, he was, he was in the World Cup final. So uh, big names are being thrown around. And Tim Lewicki is still talking as if he's going to be around forever. If Gerard were ever well, signed sign here, he'd be the most popular player ever. But uh, your sense, Mark, you're you're our soccer guy. You you follow it uh, very, very closely. You've got your blog site. Uh, What are the chances chances FC is going to get one of these big-name guys, Gerard or Schneider? Well, just down the road from where we are is uh, is BMO Field, and they are building uh, for next year for the Pan Am Games another, um, I think, 10,000 seats into that stadium. So uh, they've got to come up with something to sell tickets. So whether it's Schneider and Gerard or, or the next big names that they can talk to, um, I would predict there's going to be at least one big name signed to try and sell tickets. That would be great. Naz, I want to move the topic over to, uh, obviously, the Leafs had uh, an interesting week, but uh, my favorite Leaf last night. Uh, Uncle Leo. Uh, uh, Uncle Leo uh, yeah. won the game for us. He certainly uh, has uh, performed up to uh, our expectations. So congrats to the Leafs. Uh, we were watching the game in a New York sports bar last night, and uh, we were cheering pretty loudly when uh, when Leo scored. And unfortunately, that didn't make us very popular in uh, in the bar. But, sure. uh, you know, we, we show our blue and white whenever we travel. And the Raptors, I know, Mark, you're up to speed on the Raptors. It's been a great uh, Great start to the season. Five, uh, you know, are they five and one now? Um, five and one. That's correct. Five and one. It's a great start. I mean, uh, I heard you Nas saying that they're going to the finals or whatever. I, no, I, I didn't say that. I said they could go to the finals. They could. I, and yeah. I think we're. Yeah. Well, they could. I mean, any team could. But uh, let's uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, uh, well, the they're one of luck, five teams. One of five teams. One of five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they. I, I. I've got them top. I've got them top eight in the league. But that's. You know what. I want to compliment Masai. He's done a fantastic job. There's a buzz in the city over over the Raptors, and uh, you know we wish him all the best, and we wish that they continue this uh, this streak that they're on because uh, you know the fans uh, fans in Toronto certainly would love to have a, a, a winner and a team that goes deep into the uh, deep into the NBA playoffs. Now, uh, you watched the game in a bar. How many people were there? A lot of people in the bar? Well, let me tell you, I mean, you were, uh, you, you've been out of town lately. I mean, I would say there was probably 100 to 150, and oh, there was wow. one TV screen watching the uh, NHL and about uh, 12, scre- 12 screens watching NCAA college football. I mean, there was the, uh, the big, uh, yesterday was a huge day in NCAA football of uh, I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit forlorn this morning. Uh, Notre Dame, the Irish, took a shellacking in their game yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, they they fought back, and I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna win it, but they they let it they let it go away in the last five minutes. Alabama, great game for them, and uh, uh, certainly, but you know, uh, not not a great 
amount of people down here watching the Rangers and the Leafs, more people into uh, into NCAA college football. Well, I, I'm sorry, Wally, I, I didn't see any NCAA. I was uh, too busy watching the Guelph Griffins beat the University of Western Mustangs in good old-fashioned Canadian university football. What, was that like you and you and 250 other people? We, there were thousands in Guelph, and uh, yeah. the Griffins and I are going to invite you to a game next year. I'd love to. You know, Naz and I were big college uh, college uh, football fans in Canada in the in the seventies. We went to a few college bowls, and uh, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to get back into watching some college football. Uh, Wally, we got to go. We'd love to. We got to go, man. Go. Thanks for having, thanks for being on. Thanks for a great show, guys. Thanks to Marcel Dion, Brad Marsh, Calvin, our producer, Josh, Neil Durning is in the house, and Mark Kennedy. See you next week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.